Hello, everybody. Hello. Testing, testing. Testing, one, Test- two, three. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> testies, one, two, three. Testies, 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 testies. Testies. If you've got three testies, you might need to see a doctor. One of them's not a ball. Yeah. But most people have uh, opposite issues. Too, too few testicles. That is true. That yeah. is true. You know, if you get cancer in one, you got to chop it off. you got to like, get it sucked out. Um, so, you know, make sure you always check your testicles for cancer. Yeah. Uh, real talk. Yeah. Totally. And your anus. And your anus. It's not the anus, really. It's um, it's the pr- the prostate, actually. But you have to enter through the anus. Uh, you know what they say? The anus is a gateway to the prostate. Never heard that, but... It's a very old saying. I think it's Chinese. You should know. You should know it, being a Chinaman. No, I'll, I'll look into it. I'll look into it. It's a great... Excellent point again, Ritari. And that's what I do. That's what I do, baby, is what I do. <laughs> I'm seated here with Patrick Chamberlain, your co-host, and me also, your co-host. Two co's make a bros. Have you done more sperm stuff? Yeah, I went back to the sperm bank again. It was good. I made another deposit, if you know what I mean. Um, the doctors okayed my sperm, and they basically said that it's great, and they'd, they'd love to have more of it. Which is nice. It's always nice to hear that about your your little swimmers. Yeah, sperm bank wank. Sperm bank wank, which is basically I've been doing because I'm not a big wanker. Yeah. So I've been doing the vast majority of my wanking in this odd building in central London now, which which is which is different, but but it's fun. It's cool. It's sterile. Mm. I wipe it down after I leave as well. You know, I do my bit for for f- fellow um sperm bank wankers. Nice, nice. But yeah, so they took some photos of me, they took some video of me to kind of like check whether or not I have any obvious genetic defects, you know, like ADHD. I don't know, I don't mm. know. I do have that, but I, 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 um, I declared that. Is it? You have ADHD? I was diagnosed when I was 12. I've never been on any meds for it. I've only really taken the meds for lols or when I felt like I really needed it. Um, my mom wasn't very happy with the idea of me taking speed every day from the age of 12 onwards, and I agree. And I've made it all right. I feel like I might have some sort of Is attention it? deficit disorder. Yeah, I think most people I always do. zone out. I always zone out when I'm talking to people. Yeah, and walk away from... <laughs> you literally just <laughs> left me here. And yeah. it was just to, to flip the little yeah. thing over yeah. there. But yeah, so... Yeah, so anyways, that's that's pretty much been my week. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. How do you feel about steroids? How do I feel about steroids? Yeah. <clears throat> steroids are amazing. I have not taken them. I've taken, I'm taking like, you know, natural type shit to yeah. get my testosterone up. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like Tonga Alley. Not just your testosterone up, also <laughs> yeah. Shaft. My little my little ding dong. And you're dressed like Shaft today, so I think we should call it Shaft. Yeah, my little Shaft. Is your penis skin darker than the skin on the rest of your body? Yeah, I feel like it might be, you know. Is that I like a general because I think always think cock skin's dark, but my cock skin's definitely dark. But then when you know obviously when I get a boner, it stretches out. So it's so it gets lighter. Mm. You know? Mm. But I just was wondering if that was the same for people that are half Chinese. Yeah, that's an excellent point, you know. And I will say this, you know, previously, you know, a lot of the girls, you know, they're they're impressed because they, they initially thought that I was going to have a small penis, yeah. which is a terrible, terrible, you know, um, racist stereotype. Wait, is, okay? it, is it not true? It's, it's completely not true. How many Chinese willies have you seen? For me. 
for, for me, you. it's not true. You're mixed. Mine's completely average. Yeah. Six inches. Nice. Not that you need to know that. Yeah, we could bleep that out maybe. Um, Unless you want the world to know exactly what you're I'm got, okay with it because it's Girth average. Wise, is it all right? Girth-wise, you know, like picture picture the per- like the world's most perfect penis. But that's when I and picture that's that, mine. When and I that's s- mine. <laughs> no, no, no. when I picture that, I see my own. So okay. I think people might be biased towards their own cocks. I mean, because at the end of the day, everybody, I think everybody kind of loves their own willy. Every man, but I mean, you should do. But then love sh- yourself. Men don't really like other men's willies, which is interesting. So there's definitely a bias towards the self. Yeah, definitely. You, know? you got to rate your own cock, otherwise, you know, who are you? You know. Yeah. If you can't rate it, then you you know you you can't really sell it. You know, what I mean, you'd be apologising every time you get in the bedroom. Yeah. And that, that's not a great way to start a sexual encounter, I find. Yeah, just be fully confident in in what you're what what you're endowed with, and you'll be fine. You Size know? doesn't matter unless it's fucking tiny. All right, any people with a micro penis listening to this, I've, I'm sorry. Yeah, and I'm sorry you, you know, have to deal with that. if you have that, you know, you just get really good with your tongue. Hands, yeah. fists, potentially. Yeah, you. There's a lot. There's a lot that you can work with. Toys. Yeah. Third parties. You could literally get someone else involved to act as your. Yeah. Your cock. Cock by proxy. Cock. Yeah. Coxy. Cocks. <laughs> cock by proxy. I like that. I like that term. We we. Cock by proxy. I think cocking is a bit of a derogatory term, maybe for for the people that do it. So let's call it cock by proxy. Do you know what I mean? You hire someone to come in and be your cock double. They could even wear a mask of your face. It'd be quite funny if it was, you know, if it was just kind of like if someone hired like just a huge BBC type dude, big mm. black fella come through to act as their cock by proxy for them in the bedroom to stand in for them. And they have this kind of like face mask of that person's mm. face on, but it's kind of just like a middle-aged white man. So it's just got this middle-aged white face, which yeah. is like a massive black body and cock and bills uh, no. attached to it. I think that's a really good business plan actually. got some questions that people are sent in i'm just going to let you know right now from the very beginning our email address is odd that's odd full stop nut that's n-u-double-t dot podcast at gmail.com now if you have any questions that you'd like to ask you need some advice some relationship help or maybe just you've done something silly and want to share it with the class and have us roast you um then you can reach us at that email address you can send us voice notes you can send us text and and if we think it's funny enough or interesting enough we will read it out make fun of you and ask for the listeners to participate i guess Mm. in your pain or pleasures so moving on what are we going to talk about today yeah so i was just going to ask you um what's the weirdest date you've ever been on retiree the weirdest date wow you're jumping straight in there aren't you well so the weirdest date i ever went on too weird i think the weirdest one for me was and it's only ever happened once um, the weirdest date I've ever been on was a date when I took a girl out, kind of like bought her drinks and everything, which is fine, cool, you know, I was happy to do that. She didn't have any money at the time. Um, and we ended up going to a second location that she asked me if I wanted to go to. I was like, yeah, cool, we can go to this place um, here in London. And what ended up happening is that she ended up bumping into her ex-boyfriend, who I think maybe she knew was going to be there, because why else drag me there? Um, and after maybe having been there for an hour, she disappeared with him off into the night to do ex-boyfriend stuff together. That's very awful and very it triggering. Yeah, it was very sad. triggering. It was, um, but I'm over it. I met her like a few years later at a party, and we're like kind of friendly now. Yeah. Yeah. The girls can be savages sometimes, and um, you know, I went on a date once, very similar. 
you know, we went, took her to the club, thought it was very cool, you know, she was yeah. hot. And then um, we, we were dancing, but then she starts vibing with some other guy on the dance floor, they're dancing together. Okay, and I'm like, should we get out of here? And she's like, I'm good, I'm gonna stay. Okay. And I was like, all right, see you later. <laughs> Yeah, did you actually you know, cry? Did you yeah, cry? I had an ego death on the door of the club and then, you know, um, you know, what an absolute savage. But, you know, respect respect to her, you know, probably a, a narcissist or some kind, you know. But you know what, this is the way of the world. If you want something in life, go out and get it. Yeah. And if you have to step on a few heads to get that dick that you want so bad, fucking do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Go 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 get it. Yeah. Hey, go get her. That's what that means. Yeah, I feel like a clown most of the time, and you know, you're you're looking into people's eyes, and you know, <laughs> in your head, you're thinking, I'm I'm a fucking joke. <laughs> I am a fucking joke. I can't relate to that. That's deep Just and dark. Love me, please. You need therapy. <laughs> you need therapy. All right. We all need therapy, Ritari. And you are bumming me out. So you need to <laughs> you need to chill out and you just you know, you keep your insecurities for some other fucking time, please. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Mask on. Mask, Mask on. the fuck on, boy. Mask on. Mask on. Mask off? No. <laughs> Mask on. on. Mask on. Okay. All right. This is a, I've got a couple of questions here that were sent in about. Okay. This, is, this one is shocking. Okay. So, I accidentally texted my boss a message meant for my significant other. Uh, I told them I want to snuggle with them after work. My boss replied, your place or mine. I ignored the message. Now things are awkward. How the hell do I deal with this situation? What the fuck? Yeah, that's, I mean... That's a bad one. Do you like your job? I think... You could leave. Yeah, if I was this person... You're going to have to, you know, you either have sex with your boss, which, you know, we don't advise doing. I don't know. Yeah, I think you should fuck your way to the top. It's the only way to get anything done quickly around here, depending on what yeah. industry you're working in. It definitely can, can definitely help. But, um, you know, if you have a boyfriend that you love and you care for, you, you just say, uh, apologies, boss. You know, um, I sent this to the wrong person, obviously. And then, you know, you, you open a window for them to be like, yeah, I know, I was just joking as well, you know? Yeah. And then, and, you know, when you're in the office, you just laugh. You go, ha, 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 Maybe you don't just do that to your boss other, at the end of the day. The thing is, it's important that your boss kind of likes you, I think, if you want to get anywhere and not get too screwed over in a company. So, so I think you really only have two options. Either sleep with your boss, but be really bad in bed so they don't want to do it again right or number two you draft an nda a non-disclosure agreement you take it to your boss and say listen it was a mistake you sign here i sign here i promise never to tell anyone about it except these two podcasters who are going to broadcast it all over the fucking internet but besides that no one will ever know yo all right next question next question all right this is an interesting one so this is a kind of like a couple's relationship one um, I'm worried that I'm not attractive enough for my partner and it's affecting our intimacy. What can I do to feel more confident? Wow. I think this one happens quite a lot, possibly. You know, they, they always say there's like a, what do they say, a picture and a catcher? No, wait, no, that's something else. They say that there's a, I don't know. They, they, they say that sometimes 
that there's always like one person in the relationship that's hotter than the other. Sorry, what is the question again? <laughs> You're fucking worse, man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's something about confidence. How to be confident in your relationship? No, just shut up. I'll do the question again. <laughs> just give me a second. <laughs> I'm gonna. My night. My recurring nightmares now going forward are just gonna be me speaking for like two whole minutes, like a monologue. And then afterwards, Patrick just looking at me and saying, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my God. Okay, anyway, so the question is, I am worried. How slow? (laughs) You're leaning in now. Okay, so the question is, I am worried that I'm not attractive enough for my partner and it's affecting our intimacy. What can I do to feel more confident? Well, I think number one, don't be, don't be insecure. Okay. Your partner loves you dearly, and if they're not attracted to you, you know they might not. By the way, disclaimer: they might hate you. <laughs> they might hate you. We're making assumptions here. I think half of people in relationships are probably like, "Meh, don't really like them very much." The other half are like, "Yeah, I ride for this one." Yeah, I guess you got to make an effort as well. You got to make an effort for your partner at all times. Mm. When you start making an effort for yourself. And for your partner, you know, you start losing at life. Um, so always make an effort to to be looking good for your partner, basically, I reckon. Do something to be hotter or leave the relationship and find someone ugly to be with. Those are your only two options, in my opinion. Yeah. And good luck to you as well. Thanks for the question as well. Yeah, thank you. Next question. Don't worry about leaving your phone number in the comments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my roommate won't stop leaving dirty dishes in the sink can i legally sell them on ebay so i've got one question i've never seen people for sale on ebay before so are you talking about selling the dishes or your housemate simple answer if you're talking about selling your housemate i think it's no slavery ended a little while ago and we're not selling people anymore yeah, I don't, I don't, who's buying? You're gonna sell dirty plates online. Like, who's gonna buy that? I mean, they're not dirty underwear. They're not dirty panties. I'm not sure if there's a market for dirty dishes, unless. Yeah, I think yeah. don't don't sell them online. I think that's a weird question. Number one, um, I think you're the problem here. You wash up that person's dishes because they put them there and they're dirty. So you wash them up. How about that? Or just tell Stop them. Stop making a big deal of dirty dishes. Like I can tell what kind of housemate you are. <laughs> I'm actually really good. You're actually really good. I, I'm the one washing up everyone's oh, dishes. Okay, so this so. is this is advice that you take for yourself. <laughs> yeah. So you just go around washing up everyone's things. If I just let Yeah. If I took a dump in the middle of the carpet right there, would you go clean that up? Okay, number one. Number one rule for, for washing up your dishes. Mm-hmm. Get some washing up gloves so you don't have to touch the dishes. And the water, the dirty water. Most people, they don't wash dishes because they're like, oh, it's annoying. As soon as you put those gloves on, yeah, as soon as you put those gloves on, you're in in the zone. Yeah. Like, you're going to wash up everything and you're going to fucking love it. Put on a little YouTube video and wash up your fucking dishes. That's what you need to tell this person who is your fucking housemate, all right? Yeah, tell them that. Absolutely. Yeah. Get them some, some, some washing up gloves and then just leave them outside their door as like a little hint. 
because yeah that that's probably the number one grievance of any housemate i get it no one likes a slob no one likes a slob as well listen if you're a slob it's not going to serve you in life and also if you expect other people to clean up after you it's also not going to serve you in life it says a lot about you so if you're one of those people here that's left something out i just remembered i left some dishes in the sink fuck you're a fucking two douchebag one frying pan and one um one pot basically the only ones we have so if anyone's cooking while i'm away they have to wash it i take it all back listen accidents happen sometimes you sometimes you leave a dish in the sink it's um it's okay we're all human we make mistakes yeah and Moving hopefully on, please you're a team just help out some other people sometimes but if it's all the time i get it it's annoying yeah I, all right next question and i apologize to my housemates All right, so this is one. So I want to impress my in-laws with my cooking skills. Unfortunately, I can only make mac and cheese. How do I spruce up this classic dish? You're a loser. You suck. Honestly, like with the advent of the internet, every single recipe for every single dish ever made is online. What do you mean you can only make mac and cheese? What kind of psychological barrier is that that you've set for yourself? Get it together. You don't deserve your partner. You do not, you're not ready to be meeting the in-laws. You're not making the mac mac and cheese. Yeah, unless it's vegan mac and cheese, like... No, mac and cheese is delicious, but the fact that you've resigned to the fact that that's all you can make makes you kind of... Yeah, step up your game, number one. Step up your fucking game. Step up. You're a top fucking chef. Get that in your head. Someone that only exists on mac and cheese, what does that that body look like? What does that mind look like? Yeah. That's some beta-ass shit, bro. Not gonna lie. The, no, next question like disrespectful Dude, that's a disrespectful question you're lucky I even read this I should read out your in, your, your handle in here if you're this person's girlfriend leave your phone number in the comments <laughs> I'm a terrible gift giver I need to buy a present for my best friend's birthday how do I choose a gift that won't disappoint them I don't know. Yeah, I think it's always troubling, you know, when you're trying to buy a gift for someone. Because in the back of my head, I'm like, as soon as as soon as I leave, this is going on the shelf somewhere, and they're never going to use that gift ever again. So now I'm like, maybe don't buy them a gift. Send them some money, unless it's your girlfriend or like family member. Mm. I guess you know, if you care about that person, you're gonna you're gonna know what to buy them. You're gonna That's buy them it. something hilarious. Hilarious things are always good. Like, you know, go online buy a t-shirt, print their face out on a t-shirt and just say something funny. Yeah. A little funny joke, inside joke. I like the idea of printing stuff on t-shirts because, I mean, the thing is, it can only be relegated to a certain length, certain kind of certain amount of leagues. So number one rating for outfits is, oh, they wear it all the time out in public. But the worst rating for outfits, I think, is probably that. Are you shivering? Probably cold. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, when you print something out on t-shirts, like, They'll probably just end up wearing it as a pyjama. And then you can imagine they lie in bed with clothes that you designed for them. That's sweet. Yeah, I think someone is always going to wear a t-shirt. Next question. Totally. I want to start a cult. What are the necessary steps to get started and how do I avoid getting caught? Interesting. That's a great fucking question. I've fantasized about starting a cult before, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Like that's, that's the ultimate aim for every egomaniac. Like, Guilty. get a cult... Multiple wives. I don't know about that bit. I think multiple wives is a bit of a ball ache, probably. I don't think I want more than one. And I'm Nigerian. Like, my great-granddad had six wives, 36 kids. 
But like, really? I, I don't want that life. Yeah. You just want one one woman. Maximum one. Maximum one woman. Possibly none. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I love I love ladies' bits better. All right. That's what them I find. Number one rule: How to start your cult. All right. Cool. We got we got a bunch. We got a bunch of advice for this. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not like I haven't thought about it. Okay. So you got you got number one. You got to find um, people who are, you know, sheep. You need to find a bunch of sheep. Find some sheeple. Yeah, some sheep. <laughs> yeah, and I guess maybe you know rule number one. I think rule number one starting your cult would have to be you have to have some kind of ideology. How is it a cult and not just the house share? Like, what's the difference between you yourself and every other just group of people that live in close proximity with each other? What are you teaching these people and why do they follow you? Yeah, so you've got to have like a list of rules, like Fight Club, and you know you got to stick to those rules. And num- you know, you've also got to have. You got to be like a master manipulator. You got ma- you got to manipulate people really well, and you've got to get a bunch of sheeple who are going to buy into your your little weird cult that you've got going on. So you got to find these people. I don't know how you would go about that, but you just have number. One, yeah, you have your ideology. Yeah. And then you go. You, Rule number one is definitely having an I- ideology. Yeah. You make some good, like nice graphic design posters of things, how everything works. Totally. Little pyramid shape, and then at the top is you, and everyone else is like some weird pyramid scheme, mm. and they can never get to the the same you know brain power as you. Absolutely, you have to make you definitely have to distinguish between you and them because if you're teaching these people a bunch of stuff, and they learn it, what stops them from being you? So you have to make that distinction. Why are you superior to them? Maybe you're the son of God, maybe you're the son of Satan, maybe you're Donald Trump's illegitimate child whatever pick something that they cannot be and be that thing yeah you probably also need a clubhouse and then you what you do is then you you set up a subscription so like they're all paying you monthly so you can you know you can go about your day it's like your job and um everyone just keeps giving you money and you you know they you know you get a little you'd be like okay invite your friends you know you get a little little signing on bonus totally and yeah. um yeah it goes goes like that yeah and i think from there you probably need like a clubhouse or something somewhere to exist if i was to start a cult retiree yeah it would be all just about mother nature you know what i mean it would okay, be like nature cult we all love mother nature and we go out we hug trees wow. we have a little commune okay and it's all all lovey-dovey like everyone's just you know, trying to, there's, there's going to be no weird stuff. No weird stuff at all. You're hugging trees. Yeah, it's just a bunch of tree hugging, a bunch of like, actual know, hugging of trees. Fire ceremonies, you know, dancing around fire. You know, you've got drum and bass, you know, you've got techno, you know, you've okay, got. Okay, so it's like a festival, basically. It's like a all festival. Year round. <clears throat> yeah, all year round. Nature festival. And, you know, you have to share everything with me. Tell me all your secrets. And I'll keep them in a book. Okay. Just for later? Yeah, just for, for me to extort bit, money out of sounds you. Sounds a little bit like Scientology tree hugging. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a mixture of Scientology and tree hugging. Yeah. Okay, cool. Is that what it's going to be called? It's going to be called the Tree of Spice. Yeah. The Tree of Spice, kind of like the Tree of Life. A lot of plagiarism going on in your cult. I feel like um, there's not that much original thought behind any of it. It's, yeah, it's, I, I mean, wouldn't join. I there's wouldn't a join. lot of unoriginal thought going on in my head. And I feel like a lot of your members are going to be unwashed. Yeah. 
And well, there's, there's no weird stuff. No, there's going to be actually, that is <laughs> one thing. Everyone What's is that? clean. Like Everyone has to be really clean the whole time. Hygienic, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, hippies are cool, but they would be a lot cooler if they were clean. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, when you put a lot of them together, it could start to smell maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Can smell real bad. Yeah, potentially. So keeping them, keeping the, keeping your following clean is good. Just um, you could do communal sponge baths. And yeah, stuff. communal sponge baths. Make it ritualistic. Make it spiritual. I think you should hire me as just kind of like creative director of your cult. I would never ever in my million years join this cult. I think it sounds dumb and <laughs> awful. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I think I have some good ideas for how we could make it even yeah. dumber i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i would like to have you there because you're you know you're a funny guy i feel like you're like my jester yeah and um that's how i see you so the problem with i don't really fuck with nature too heavy bro i'm not gonna lie i mean i kind of like it it's cool but whenever i get into it i'm kind of always thinking about how about getting back home <laughs> so well, i used to go I, camping with my parents and like yeah I mean, I've camped at festivals, but I'm not really like an outdoorsy type person. I like yeah. pretty stuff. I think I can't wait for VR to become like even bigger <laughs> <laughs> because then I can just see the nice stuff, set up some fans for the wind and just enjoy it from the comfort okay. of my home. What kind of cult would you start, Retari? Well, if I would start a cult, um, it would kind of just be like, I'd basically, if I'm starting a cult, I'm just basically trying to figure out a way for other people to pay my rent without it being too annoying or engaging. So I might even lock myself into a bit of a building um, and send daily messages, slide them under the door so that these people don't actually know what I look like. And then just go on with my normal life elsewhere. So these people kind of live in the same building as me. Everyone's got their own rooms. They can deal with their own things and all that. But I slip like little kind of like chat GPT um, generated words of wind wisdom under the, the, you know, under the door every day at about 6 p.m. Yeah. And they, they use these kind of like as rules for life. And I just live my normal, I have a back door so I can come and go as I, as I please. Because I don't really want any of the, the admin to do with like people thinking you're their follower. I would love to be anonymous. Maybe once a year on like Christmas, which would be my birthday, which is end of November would be our Christmas. We'll call it Yeeksmas. I come out wearing a full balaclava um, and I present myself to them. I'm like, here I am, and I do maybe like a five, 10 minute Q and A, and then I just get back on my life. No, I'm not gonna lie, this sounds fucking sick. Do you know I what I mean? I would definitely be one of your followers. Well, even now that you know that, that I'm- Yeah. You I, would be- I'd wow. love to be in, I'd love to be involved in your cult. I'd like for you to be kind of like, cause you you obviously now know. Yeah, but I'll be on your side. You yeah, know, I'll yeah. be like your man on the inside. Do you know what I mean? And okay, I'll be cool. like, telling you what's going on i will appoint you i'll appoint you see i love that you want to become more involved than i do i really don't <laughs> want to be involved but like if you want to yeah. that, that'd be great i'm I'll not going to pay you but like maybe we can figure something out well, well you, you can know. find ways to generate income for us maybe. yeah i'll make t-shirts yeah. i'll make t-shirts i can't imagine being in a sex cult i would hate that i would hate having weird sex with people that i then live with i've done it before kind of just like slept with like housemates and it's it never ends well no never do not shit well. where you eat do, number do one rule of life do not yeah so so yeah anyways that's how that's my cult just like just make some money you know yeah i hear you yeah. i hear you <laughs> Okay, how about this? I want to spice up my love life, but I'm too embarrassed to suggest new things to my partner. How do I approach this conversation without feeling ashamed? 
You know what? I feel like certain levels of shame in life are good. You know, I don't think you should be ashamed of of wanting to work on your relationship and spice things up. I mean, if you can't taste the spice in the food, then your partner probably can't either. So one of you should probably do something about it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think um, just you know, get get the tantric book up. Get buy a book on Amazon Prime. You know, some sort of tantric sex book, yeah, and just fucking go through the entire book with your go partner, and you're gonna have a hell of a time. You're gonna have a hell of a time. Totally. I mean, the, the number one, the number one thing is sexual chemistry. At the end of the day, you should be able to have fun together, I guess, right? And yeah, get yourself a book, go through it. Um, maybe do some nice things for each other as well outside the bedroom, because a lot of the time you do some romantic stuff that will then lead to better sex. You know what I mean, yes. take them out to dinner, spank their ass a little bit when you're walking down the street people usually love that you know a little pinch here and there in public yeah look them in the eyes yeah and you know just like be watching porn when they like walk in the room sometimes and be like oh look and what hurriedly, i'm watching hardly put your meat away and knock them the lotion bottle off the table that will surely get them in the mood yeah for sure yeah yeah Uh. <laughs> okay, so this one. Oh, well, this is a bit sad. Um, I want to ask my crush out on a date, but I'm a- afraid that they'll say no. How do I prepare myself for the inevitable heartbreak? <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at you. It's just that's such a negative outlook. You know what I mean? If you if you think the heartbreak is inevitable, you'd be a bit silly to ask them out. <laughs> Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Number one, just ask them out. Stop being, stop pussyfooting around. Okay. You know, mm. just just ask them on a date, and if they say no, then like, just stop dealing with rejection. Like, stop having massive emotional responses to rejection. Totally. And just get over yourself. Get over yourself, and just ask out twenty other people. So that until you get a who fucking all, yes, until you get a fucking yes, no, I don't think so. I think this is awful advice. <laughs> what I would say is, first rule number one: be realistic. Is your date Rihanna? Like, is this is this rule number one? Be realistic with yourself, okay? Because if you're a six and your crush is a ten, it might not happen unless you've got a bunch of money. But even then, she's gonna have to wait and see that. You know, who knows? But you have to make sure that this person's at least kind of in your league. Do you have anything in common? Have you spoken to them before? Yeah, I think you got, you know. Is the phone number real? You got to feel the chemistry and don't lie to yourself. Like, don't. Do not lie to yourself. Don't, one. don't fucking lie to yourself. My partner is obsessed with their phone. How can I get their attention? Ooh. That's interesting. How obsessed are we talking? I mean, you could text them, I guess. <laughs> I feel like maybe if they're always on their phone, text them if you want their attention. Send them some. Send, send them a text saying, yo. Yeah, how about like, just do some basic attention grabbing stuff like waving your hands in front of their face. Be like, hello, I'm here. Or like stand on a balcony and send yeah. them a selfie like with you hanging off yeah. it or something like that. Um, I think what's happening is they're bored with their relationship um, or they're just, you know, it's it's horrible because you've got people addicted to social media. It's Absolutely, like it's yeah. sending dopamine hits right to the noggin. Yeah. You've got TikTok, which you're probably watching us on, you know, mm-hmm. or Reels, 
you know we're, we're part of the problem as well we're kind so, of part of the problem yeah you know i'm happy to be part of the yeah problem. i think that is an issue because when you've got people like us grabbing your attention yeah on social media mm -hmm. you know your partner is going to be secondary to be honest well, so it's basically basically you're jostling for attention and your your rival is social media or that phone. And the phone can, like you said, give you a whole bunch of dopamine. So I think, in my opinion, how can you give them more dopamine? You need to become a more interesting device than their phone with all its infinite knowledge and access to millions and millions of hours of pornography and comedy content. Yeah. So you need to become funnier, sexier and hotter and yeah. just do some cool stuff. Yeah, and also just like call them out on their phone usage and just be like look you've got a problem like you need to call someone i think that's the issue there's not mm. there's not like at the moment there's no aa for for phone users yeah, we need from what i can tell you need, yeah, we need, you need pp pp <laughs> pp for a phone 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 phenomenus phone phenomenus phone phenomenus pa phones anonymous phones anonymous yeah doesn't sound um, quite as good. It sounds like personal assistant. Because I feel like everyone is addicted to their phone at the moment, and you know it's annoying. I do. I'm, you know, I'm guilty of, you know, people talking to me, and then you just go on your phone, and it's the most disrespectful thing you can do to someone potentially. Like, I mean, I can think of a few things that are more disrespectful, like taking a shit on someone's chest without their their permission. Yeah, it's up there. No, it's, yeah. But so I just be in the moment. You need to tell your partner. Just be, be like, in the moment. To be in the moment. Just keep being in the moment. But how do you make that moment worth being in? That's one thing you should think about as well. True. You know, if you're taking them out somewhere nice or you're doing something nice, a nice gesture, and they're still just glued to their phone, I would say dump them straight up. But once you've made that extra, extra effort to go that extra mile to be a real thing that rivals with regards to interest, or, you know, to the phone, once you've made that effort, if then if they're still not seeing it, then maybe your efforts might be best spent elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, it, if they're working, if they're doing like emails, like that's fair enough. But yeah. if you're just looking at reels, you know, get life. Yeah, look at the real, the realest real. Yeah, be in the real life. Real. Yeah. yeah, real life over reels life. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know, if it's a case of watching us, you know, if you're- Please watch all our videos all the, yeah, all the if time. Yeah, if you're- um, Look at our videos more than you look at your partner. Yeah. Um, send I mean, it to all your friends. That is the problem that they're having. Like, if, if, if you've got people like us to look at, it's going to be hard to, you know, to, to compete with that, I mean, to be honest. Look at, look at all this. All right. That was good. That was a good yeah. question. Thank you for that, whoever sent that in. Um, okay. Next question. Yes. My partner and I are having trouble communicating effectively and it's causing a lot of arguments. How can we learn to listen to each other better? Get a talking stick. Sit down, pass the talking stick back and forwards and the other one has to shut up while the other one has a talking stick and then say what's on your mind. Okay, yeah. And instead of a stick, you know, it can be a dildo or something just to make it funny. A talking dick. Yeah, a talking dick. Yeah. A talking dick. I don't know. I think this is a common common issue for a lot of people, you know, yeah. not being able to communicate. I know I've struggled with it for years. I'm older now and I've gotten better and better at it, but it's something I constantly work on. You have to be able to be open. Mm. You know, you have to take time to think about what you're feeling, um, you know, really digest those thoughts and yeah. then make an effort to bring it to your partner in a way that they can understand, um, a way that they'll be open and receptive to your feelings. Good to say in a calm 
tone because I think everyone's great at communicating when they're angry. We just say all kinds of stuff. You'll be shouting at people, but that's not effective communication. Everything that you feel needs to try. You need to try and bring that out in a calm way. Yeah. So that your partner has, you know, a good enough chance. Thank you all very much for tuning in to the Odd Nut Podcast once again. We'll be back again next week, no doubt. Um, we had some great questions in this time. Some really funny ones, some juicy ones. We love the relationship questions. We're here to counsel you guys as couples. So please keep sending them in. The funnier the better. But we're also really here to help. Yeah, we love you guys. and um, Love you to bits. You know, we love you so much. Absolutely. So follow us thanks for supporting yeah follow and, us, share um, us with a friend as well yeah why not talk about us send us to everyone in your your inbox yeah and just make sure that you know you love each other and you know because we love you guys so yeah absolutely peace out peace out thank you very much